you know, there's a million fine-looking women in the world, dude. But they don't all bring you lasagna at work. Most of them just cheat on you. Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of Under the Cull of MS. Today's comic book we will be talking about is Kidnapping Kevin Smith. Writer-creator Chad Blakely turns the creator's nightmare into reality when two bitter geeks kidnap Kevin Smith and hold him hostage to write their screenplay. Plus, exclusive art and Mike Allred's cover pencil. Meet Ralph Norman and Jeff Lee, two fanboys who embody the worst aspects of the stereotype. Bitter and opinionated. They believe their creative talent beats that of all the top comic and movie creators combined. For most fanboys, that's where things stop. But not for Rolf and Jeff. They realize that the only way to get their amazing ideas out there is to take action. Seize the day and kidnap Kevin Smith. A friend of mine from one of the other podcasts, the Crimson Color Comic Club podcast, and also under the coal. Uh, found this, came across it, didn't know about it, and mentioned it to me. And I found one other copy available online, so I grabbed it. Now that I've got it, there's a couple other copies I see out there. It's from Pathetic Aesthetic Comics, which I've never heard of before. Uh, black and white art. Artwork's decent. Fun story. Basically, it's kind of like tell them Steve Dave guys from the movies arguing constantly about comic things and stuff. And talking about Kevin Smith's good and bad things. It's like, if you don't know who Kevin Smith is and you want to get into his work, I suggest starting right off the bat with Clerks. A great black and white film from back in the day. Mallrats is a good follow-up, and Clerks 2. There's other movies. Eh. Take them or leave them. And Dogma's pretty decent. Uh, Mallrats 2 is coming out around the corner. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. It was okay. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back again or whatever it was that the remake of basically the same film redone or whatever. That was okay. Possibly better than the first one. <laughs> uh, there's just, he's got so many movies now out there. He's just keeps dumping everything he can. I suggest <laughs> unless you really want to are into stupid stuff, I'd stay away from things like Tusk and stuff like that. But, Everybody has their own opinion. I was even surprised with Yoga Hosers. I did not expect to like it. It was actually better than I thought. But I can take him or leave him how you want. It's like if you're into his work, you're into it. If not, you definitely aren't going to like it. Uh, basically, they go to one of his. 17 hour long talking shows 
or he just keeps pumping out videos of him just standing up talking about the same stuff over and over. And when they come out, they're arguing about how one likes everything Kevin's done, one only likes a couple things he's done. They sit there and want to get her. There's a screenplay out there, but they don't know what they're doing, so they're like joking around about kidnapping Kevin Smith and making him write a screenplay for him, and then they just happen to. Catch him after a show and toss him in the car and take him and stick him in their basement. And kind of, and they're obviously not that intelligent because they stick him in a basement that's furnished somewhat and has stuff that he could, if he is, if Kevin was smart enough, he could easily escape with. Using table legs, bed post, anything like that. Lamps, the metal from the lamps, and there's just just looking around at things that are in this area. You could easily use stuff to fight back or escape. And of course, they handcuff him to a long chain, well, leg cuff him to a long chain to the bed. And of course, the handcuff on the bed post is just sitting there. You just gotta lift the bed to remove that uh, so they didn't really think any of that stuff out but Kevin sits there and gets told to write him a screenplay and he finds himself a little biggie of his weed in his pocket and that gives him inspiration to help him get into writing and then he starts to hallucinate about escaping and stuff like that and he just I don't want to give everything away but you'll see whether or not the fat man can escape or if he's going to have his fans help him out he's and does he get word out? It's what happens? That's all up to you. And it's not a newer book, so I could give more of the stuff away. But this is—it's a fun story. If you want to enjoy it, I don't want to ruin it for you. It was a quick read. I pumped it out in about an hour, hour and a half. I read through it. There's a little. Mike Allred, little foot, uh, hidden things in here. Madman is mentioned a couple times. It's like the artwork on the cover. You can tell it's got that Allred touch. And, but definitely a fun little trip through time and going into the early days of people pissed because they aren't the ones making the money, but yet they can't come up with the ideas to do it themselves. So they got to make someone else do it for them. Check it out. It's definitely enjoyable. Uh, What I talk about on my podcast here is just, 
my opinions. Nothing's legit. Anything you're going to check out, check with your doctors. They know more than I do. I just give you my opinions. I give you things from different types of uh, medical reviews I read. I read a lot of newsletters, medical newsletters, a lot of MS sites I follow, uh, podcasts I follow, anything I can get my hands on, or listen to old things that are not going anymore, but I still listen to the past episodes and check them out. Figure that way I can just give my opinion and let you know what I, some rough idea stuff I read or seen or did. And that way it may save you some time so you don't have to do tons of research and you can actually maybe get some useful information from me. But like I said, don't take it as legit, definite information. It's, I'm just going off what I found and what I hear. So. And it's the same with the comics. I may or may not spoil stuff from them, but I don't care about the whole spoiler alert thing. If you don't want to hear something, don't listen to it. It's just common sense. If someone's going to talk about something, something's going to be spoiled because they're going to talk about it. They have to talk about something that's part of the story or whatever, whatever they're talking about. But... I know a lot of people I see with relationship issues and stuff and like they say that once they get MS that all of a sudden their significant other doesn't care about them, doesn't understand what they're going through, doesn't agree with what they're doing or it calls them lazy or useless or treats them like crap or it's Personally, in my opinion, whether you got the disease or not, the person obviously wasn't fully committed to your relationship in the first place. And you shouldn't be with that person. So if that happens, I don't think you should dwell on it and feel like you're the problem and make yourself feel worse because of it. It's like, get rid of it. It's, It's obviously that other person is just a... A burden on you in the long run and just going to make your life way worse and that's just going to make you go through more stress and then you're going to have to deal with your symptoms increasing because as we know stress is not good for us I feel it's it's I've had a variety of relationships in my life and every relationship I put a hundred percent toward. I don't get together with someone for the long term to, because I don't care about them. I get together with someone because I do care about them and kind of expect to be with them the rest of your life. Or, and I never treated people in the aspect where I'd get in a relationship just for something that I needed or whatever, just to get by and, and then just not care about that person. That made no sense to me. It's like you, you should be with someone that you could do anything with it, that you initially, and you should, if you can't look at someone and say, yeah, I'll 
be able to love them and stick with them, whether they have two arms, two legs, they lose both their arms and legs or can't speak or lose their sight or get some nasty skin disease that grows and turns them into the toxic avenger or something. If you can't be happy with someone, no matter what happens in life, then why would you even get together with that person? If you just want to screw around, screw around. Have your fun. And I, when I wasn't in a relationship, I didn't just get into a relationship just to be in one. I had my fun and met a variety of people and did whatever through life. And when I found someone I cared about, then we, if it was mutually agreed upon, we got in a relationship and we uh, survived it out together and <laughs> did what we had to. And it's like relationships I've lost were from what I remember. I don't, I can't think of any that. I destroyed uh, everyone I was ever with I've always cared about and I've had them that have destroyed the relationship by fooling around or cheating on you or whatever that obviously wasn't meant to be so just had to end that until I found someone now that I actually can't get rid of I've tried to explain to her that I would gladly help set her up with someone that is good for her will treat her good and take care of her the way she deserves she decides that that's not what she wants she wants this, wants me and doesn't want to go and destroy our relationship just because of some disease and like, yeah, I can't. I, as the future goes on further and further, I'll be able to do less and less things, and just gonna, I'll eventually end up in a wheelchair, crippled, or in a bed permanently, or dead, or whatever. But she doesn't want to leave the sides. So that's her choice, and I'll give her 110% no matter what. And take care of her as much as I can, but it's kind of hard when you're dealing with all the, the issues and can't work like you used to. And, and it's, I was used to having working 12 to 16 hours a day, just having a pocket full of money, being happy, living out wherever in the country where we can enjoy ourselves and building life together. Then it just all got destroyed, lost everything. Now I'm living in my mom's basement, gave three quarters of what we owned to an auction house that basically gave the stuff away, didn't give us any money. and. Everything's gone, and they 
filed bankruptcy and they closed their doors or whatever. Never finished finished our accounts or got back with us. Gave them a couple hundred thousand com- comic books. Basically got about maybe 10 cents a comic from them, if that. Sad. Just people screw you left and right. But that's just material crap. We can rebuild all that throughout our days. We still have a lot of stuff that we care about. And gets us by for now. But yeah, it's sad. And when people just take advantage of it. I mean, don't. I don't understand why people would be in a relationship, abusive relationships. And it doesn't have to be physical abuse. Verbal abuse is just as bad. Uh, they, I mean, are you really happy if you just both work so many hours, stay away from each other, and a few hours you do spend with each other you're miserable and what are you gonna do just keep living like that and then retire and once you're retired you're both stuck together <laughs> all day long and you're just totally not gonna be able to stand each other and then maybe go through a divorce or whatever a separation and what look for someone else when you're 60 70 80 years old it's like Look for them now. If someone's a bad apple and it's not good for you, get rid of them. Don't don't try to make the relationship work. If you have to try to make something work, it obviously doesn't work to start with. And there's obviously issues. And it's so sad when... Uh, just drives me nuts when people sit there and their relationship sucks and what do they do? Let's have a kid. Spit that kid out. Next thing you know, you got a single parent child running around. Or the kid's dumped off to adoption or whatever happens. But no matter what, the kid's life is just destroyed because you're too stupid to just go your own ways and find someone that you can be happy with. Uh, <laughs> a great show to watch is, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's something like Dating on the Spectrum or something like that. Uh, I believe it's on Netflix. It's only like three episodes or so. It wasn't that, that many episodes, but it's, it's a, a good show. I watched all one sitting. Thankfully, because I <laughs> closed my Netflix account for a few months and it just ended the next day. So thankfully, I got through it all. But just watching these people on the spectrum sit there and be so straightforward with each other. So that's the greatest dating show <laughs> I've ever seen. It just, they do it right. Like, they don't leave anything to question. But, like, I got a little note sitting here from my wife. Kirby's chores, hummingbird food, feed the birds, fill the bird bath, 
love and worship wife, play with Lemmy. Lemmy is our cat. Uh, Lemmy, kill my sir. Kill, kill mister. <laughs> From Motorhead passed away, and my mom started feeding a stray cat, and we took it in not long after Lemmy passed, so. We had to name it, and I decided to call him Lemmy Killmeister. So, that's how he got that name. But, yeah, you gotta have a wife you can joke with, have fun with, and just always be happy with her husband, wife or husband. And I'll And you just, you can test out little things to see if they get aggravated over stupid little things. Like, I'll, back when we had our dog, I'd stick a, a couple dog biscuits in the wife's purse or something like that. Or any little thing that's, that would annoy anybody else, just test those waters and see. And, no matter what you do, you should always you should always have some type of smile or be happy with you, each other. It's like we can sit in a room completely silent, reading, watching TV, whatever, for hours on end and still just happy and just look at each other and talk without talking. And just our eyes alone can tell each other what we need to tell each other. It's like, I can't understand why people don't want to be around someone but yet they're with someone forever so but if you got stress in your relationship in life I'm two well about a week and a half into my yoga back into it finally my DDP yoga and my wife's been doing it too so that's why I've been trying to force myself very sore, beaten body to move at least a half hour a day doing it, 20 minutes to 30 minutes and what I can, and then get some meditation afterwards. Yoga is great. It can decrease your stress, can relieve your anxiety, it can reduce inflammation in your joints and improve with your flexibility and stuff. Uh, it can re- improve your heart health. And just basically improve a lot of your quality of life and help with your depression and reduce your the chronic pain yet I'm still uh today was a hard one. I had to force myself like I had the toe just beaten and bruised feeling and it's like just the bending and the stretch and the, just even sitting down on the yoga mat, it's like uh, sitting in your chair for about a half hour looking at the yoga mat, thinking about it. It's like I could have just done the whole thing of yoga over the last half hour I just spent staring at that mat. Instead, forced myself to crawl down and get on it, do it. It can help with your sleeping. Uh, I don't know if all everybody's different now i'm not a person to work out before i sleep because working out kind of energizes me 
so I don't know if that's good. I mean, there are good stretching poses and stuff like that that are good to make you feel better while you're sleeping and stuff. And it's great for improving our flexibility and balance. It's like after like two weeks of doing it, it just, you just notice it. And it's like after a week or so, it's like, hey, I can actually get on the floor and get up off the floor without <laughs> struggling or falling over as bad as normal. It's like each week it makes you a little bit more flexible, helps the, that balance out. It can improve your breathing. You are, and that's one of the beginning things that DEP starts you with. You start your breathing exercises, learn those, and then learn your different yoga poses and stuff and get used to the basic moves. If you get migraine headaches, yoga can help. I think that's because of stretching tendons and stuff. Uh, it can promote healthy eating habits because you're thinking that you're on a healthy path and might want to help things along by changing your eating habits. It's definitely going to increase your strength. I mean, if your body's shaking, that's a good thing when it's, when you're doing the poses because that means you're working those muscles, burning them, them stronger. And like I said, I always like to end mine with a little meditation afterwards. Just close those eyes, get comfortable, focus on that breathing. It's all good. It helps. It all works together and helps everything out. Yeah. I can't say much about relationships that are bad because I'm not in one at the moment. So my opinion, I know you probably don't want to hear it. Just don't waste your life feeling miserable because you're with someone that's not making you happy. They're treating you like crap. And you're just suffering because of it. Why advance your disease any faster than it already is advancing? Don't need that. And if they don't like you now, <laughs> they ain't going to like you when you're in a worse position. And you may be walking at the moment. They ain't going to want to push you in a wheelchair. Or they aren't going to want to go places with you, be seen with you. Just... If someone basically couldn't go from day one enjoying life with you to day two standing alongside you while you're permanently bedridden, then kick them on down the road, quit wasting your time, and get your life fixed to the way that you can be happy, they can be happy, whoever you're with. And you're not just ruining what short little life you actually have. It's like time goes too fast to deal with a bunch of crap. So with that, 
have a good day and make sure everything you do puts a smile on your face and makes you feel good. See ya and talk to you soon.